Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We're looking at the brief passages that describe three minor judges, Ibsen, Elon, and today Abdon. And there's a little something to exposit from each of their lives. And in this case, we can exposit an application for our lives, which we hope to live out the converse of the legacy we're about to see. Here's Judges chapter uh, 12, verses 13 through 15. After Elon, Abdon, son of Hillel, who was from Pirathon, judged Israel. He had 40 sons and 30 grandsons who rode on 70 donkeys. Abdon judged Israel eight years. And when he died, he was buried in Pirathon in the land of Ephraim in the hill country of the Amalekites. All right, that's it. That's all we've got on Abdon. And it's a little bit funny. <laughs> He's got 40 sons. Not all of them evidently had sons because he's got 30 grandsons. So 40 sons also indicates, as was the case with Ibsen, that he's committing polygamy once again. Uh, and this, again, was never prescribed, never ordained by God. And this is the guy who's in charge. He's the son of Hillel. Now, this is a name that's going to come up in the New Testament. We saw this in, uh, you can see this in the, the 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 legacy of Paul, like our studies in Acts and in First and Second Corinthians, that he was tutored by Gamaliel, and Gamaliel was tutored by a renowned rabbi named Hillel. And so this this actually becomes a, a very famous name, even to this day in modern Jewish culture. The Jewish student union at a given university campus will probably be named the Hillel Center because it's named for uh, the rabbi of this same name. So he's in charge and uh, he has 40 sons. He's practicing polygamy. He has 30 grandsons. So that's a total of 70. His Each of his sons and each of his grandsons gets a donkey. You get a donkey and you get a donkey and you get a donkey and there's 70 donkeys. Donkeys are expensive. He's got a lot of donkeys that he's given to his sons and his grandsons. And they're all evidently kind of, <laughs> they're all very prosperous. And that's what we know about him. And that's it. We know more about his donkey count than we know about any decision that he made, as was the case for Ibsen, as was the case for Elon, this, such is the case for Abdon. There's no record of the number of years of prosperity or peace that he brought to Israel. We know about his personal prosperity, but we don't know anything about what he did for Israel. And again, at least there's no report of civil war breaking out in the eight years that he reigned. Man, it's kind of lame that the only thing we know about this guy is donkey fleet. Flock? I'm going to say fleet because that's funnier. <laughs> we know more about this guy's donkey numbers than we do about, you know, his jurisprudence. We don't know anything about how fair he was, how godly he was. We never see the Spirit of the Lord come upon him. You know what happened to those donkeys now? They are ash. The utmost that we have for this man's legacy is mere worldly possessions and it's gone. May that not be our stories. When I read about the wealth, the vast wealth of dead people, guess what? They're no richer than anyone else now. It was all evidently for nothing.
What a meaningless, stupid, pointless legacy. Would you see to it that your legacy has more, infinitely more to it than your mere wealth? And if you're currently literally banking on the idea that your legacy will be one that is completely built around wealth and not spiritual impact, by the way, those two can work in conjunction with one another. But if your whole legacy is built upon your net worth, and that's how you want people to remember you, your whole image is built around the things that you have. It's a meaningless legacy. Your life is futile. And it's coming to nihilism, ultimately. Like all the things you work for, it's uncertainty. And it's eternally meaningless. Because we all got to go on the ground someday and thereafter face judgment. And that's what matters. If you are wealthy, use your wealth for something of eternal significance. Use your wealth to help church plants, for crying out loud, to help missionaries, to help ministry happen. That's the greater, truer, better, the only meaningful use of your wealth is the impact that it has. The Bible instructs pastors to share with those who are wealthy in this age to be rich in good deeds, to use your wealth for the advancement of the kingdom of God. Don't place your hope in wealth because it's uncertain. Things happen. Things change. Things get stolen. Net worths are lost all the time. May your legacy be far more than that of Abdon. May your legacy be one of spiritual wealth. May you overflow with good deeds, which the Lord has prepared in advance for you to do. And if you are wealthy, may your wealth be dedicated to the kingdom of God, which lasts forever.